Welcome back to Ready, Set, Review, your favorite podcast for movies, comics, and culture. I'm your host, Anthony. And I'm Matt. And today we have an awesome episode for you. Uh, Really excited. Two of the biggest things that have come out in the Marvel MCU. Um, uh, Both Moon Knight, the show. We're going to get a chance to do our review of Moon Knight. And hot off the presses, literally just coming out of the theater, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Dude, it was so fucking good. Man, all right. So be careful. Uh, this, As always, these reviews are going to be full of spoilers. Absolutely chocked full of every spoiler that you can imagine. So if you haven't seen the movie, if you haven't seen the show, uh, and you don't want spoilers, uh, I suggest you hit the pause button, come back after you've actually seen it, and then hear our review of it. But uh, yeah, I guess, do you want to start off with... Uh, with, with Moon Knight first? Honestly, no. I want to talk about Doctor Strange because I don't even know if we'll get to Moon Knight. <laughs> That's going to be a whole, whole separate episode. <laughs> Moon Knight will be a, a little bit easier. No. All right. So let's dive in right into it. Uh, no delay. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Matt, you said it was awesome. It was fucking incredible. Uh, I don't know why. A lot of people are um, like, I mean, critics, obviously. I don't expect critics to like this movie because critics are stupid. Um, this is a movie that was made for fans, but it's a good movie. And there are a lot of people that I've seen on social media that are like complaining about this movie. And, and I don't know why. Is it is it very different than almost every other Marvel movie? Yes. But is that a reason not to like it? No, it's still a great fucking movie. So People that are complaining about it are just idiots. They just need to shut up. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely loved the movie. I I thought it it took a lot of different angles that were really, really cool. A lot of surprises that you didn't expect, Um, especially with with Wanda Maximoff and the Scarlet Witch. Um, I I think that the multiverse uh, sort of cameos were... So, now, me as, as a movie fan and a story fan... I loved what they did with the Illuminati and the cameos that they had from the other universes. Yeah, it was perfect. I thought it was awesome. However, I could see how people could be a little bit let down because you're going into it. You're thinking, especially coming after Spider-Man No Way Home, you know, you're you're really expecting... We, we were a little spoiled, I guess you could say, with Spider-Man No Way Home, right? Where it was, you know, two former actors from, you know, great movie lines that were just absolutely incredible, and they were a big part. Whereas in this movie... Yeah. The cameos were a very, very small part, and this is and this is like what we've talked about before with like this, you know, this concept of toxic fandom, which I hate that term, mm-hmm. but that's what this is. Agreed. People like you know, why wasn't Hugh Jackman in it? It's like shut the fuck up, dude. Like it was just it was so perfect the way it was. Um, so before we get into all the spoilers, the first thing I just need to say is that this movie was so obviously directed by Sam Raimi. It was like, it was just like, it was textbook Sam Raimi right down to the Bruce Campbell cameo. Yeah, it was really delicious. And it was so good to see the Bruce Campbell cameo. Like, like it was just really, really cool. And then of course, in the after credit scene, which we'll get to. Yeah. Um, Dude, it was just, it was all the Sam Raimi tropes. It was yeah, the, just dripping the point of him. view, the point of view with the monster. Yeah. The right? evil cam. Yeah, yeah. The, the spinning camera on the zoom or whatever, the quick cuts, you know, the, the lots of scenes without like, just like no music behind them. Just, it was textbook Sam Raimi. And on top of that, it was, just, it was fucking weird. And there were a lot of, there were a lot of scenes, a lot of the, 
a lot of the movie actually felt like you were watching a horror movie, and that's what you know. With the a lot of people either know like most people either know Sam Raimi for Spider Man or for you know his his Evil Dead his horror movies, right? We know him for both because we love Sam Raimi, of course, you know. But this movie was the best of both worlds from Sam Raimi. It was it was very much a horror movie, but also very much a comic book movie, and it was great. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. And there were times that it was very very scary like it like there were really cool points um with the scarlet witch when she's walking she's covered in blood like she felt like a it almost felt like a slasher film like like a very jason style character where she's doing that slow walk she's just murdering everyone left and right nobody can stop her and i just i really loved the tone of the movie there was more blood in this movie than any marvel movie ever yeah there was a lot of blood and not only was there a lot of blood since we're on the topic let's just talk about it the illuminati get introduced and immediately murdered except for one um just but it was Awesome. Like the yeah. way they were killed, where they were killed in mostly creative and awesome fucking ways. Yeah, but but it wasn't so it wasn't just like show up and then die. Like right. they actually had a couple of cool scenes. Like there was that scene where it was like right after they had beaten Thanos, I guess, and Black Bolt Oh the flashback. Like you actually see Black Bolt use his powers. And that yeah. was for me, like I am a Black Bolt fan. Black Bolt was my brother's, one of my brother's favorite uh, superheroes growing up. So you know, sort of by proxy, I was a, a big fan of his and and found out about his storylines and things like that and like who the character was and and I I just I thought he was awesome. I thought he was yeah. incredibly well done in this movie. I thought I thought the it, 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 the way that he was killed was so creative, yeah. so inventive, and it was so instant that it was just. Absolutely wild. And it was great, and it made a lot of sense because, you know, Black Bolt in the comic books, he's one of those uh, OP characters, right? Because oh, yeah. Even when his— you know, Super his, OP. Yeah, his, his whole power, right, is his destructive voice. And even when he uh, whispers, it's enough to, like, send the Hulk, you know, flying, right? So the way they killed him in the movie was so genius. And they even make a point. Reed Richards is like, yeah, Black Bolt can just smoke you with a whisper. And then Wanda's like, well, what if he doesn't have a mouth? Yeah, it's and, like, what mouth? And, yeah. <laughs> and he has no mouth and then when he tries to use his power it's like a gun backfiring and his head literally explodes and it's fucking awesome yeah it was so cool i thought it was such like a really well done way to like nerf an incredibly op character you're absolutely right like like black bolt is 100 power level of like the phoenix like he is so super powerful he's so super strong he, he like he can destroy like anything and like for them to just wipe him out that fast it really raised the threat of scarlet witch to yep. the next level and like, then they, it was really cool and then they had uh captain carter was another member of the illuminati uh important to note that there is nothing in the there's nothing that they show you in the movie that makes it clear that it's the Captain Carter that we saw in What If, so you're free to assume that it's a different Captain Carter. And uh, she gets cut in half by her own shield. Wanda throws it through her, and it's fucking awesome. Yeah, well, in fact, you might even venture to say that it's not the exact Captain Carter because you see them go through the cartoon universe. Exactly, They went through the paint universe. They go through a cartoon universe. I think it's definitely fair to say that it's not... Based on the fact that they killed everybody, these are not, obviously, characters that are coming back in this, you know, from this universe, right? So they killed Captain Carter. 
the Captain Marvel that was there, yes. I absolutely loved. Also killed her. Yeah. But it wasn't uh, Brie Larson, Captain Marvel. It was, I probably should have looked up the actress's name, but it was Monica her Rambeau. friend. Yeah. No, no, it was Monica Rambeau's mother. Mother, right. right. Yeah. Um, from the first movie, it was that same actress. Um, in this universe, she had become Captain Marvel instead of Carol Danvers. And she had on like the more Cree accurate suit, the green and black. That was really cool. Um, yep. She also died. <laughs> yep, she also died. Uh, Captain Carter getting chopped in half by the shield was really cool. Um, and then you have, uh, of course, Professor X. Yeah, of course. We knew uh, Patrick we knew. Stewart as Professor X coming in in the floating yellow chair. Yep, we knew Very he cool. was going to be there. The way they killed him, he goes into Wanda's mind to try to free the other Wanda. We'll explain what that means in a minute. Oh, um, man. But basically, he also gets his neck snapped uh, telekinetically, more or less, by evil Wanda. That was awesome. That was awesome. Which, you know, I mean, okay, it just... <laughs> Patrick Stewart easily, like, he is Professor X, mm -hmm. but he's died in, like, 75% of the movies he's been in. Like, <laughs> he is. He has died so many times in these movies. Like, and it's great. Like, every time, it's just it like, just keeps okay. on coming back. Can you imagine being Can you imagine being Patrick Stewart? Like, his agent calls him. It's like, they want you back for Professor X, but they're going to fucking kill you again. And I he's like, God damn it. <laughs> I loved when they introduced him. That you just get the hint of the X Men music. Oh the, yes, -da 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 -da. so it was good. Really, really cool. So it was awesome. Very well done. Very subtle. A nod to next year's X Men '97, of course. Yep. And and the uh, the X Men animated series, like really, really well done. And of course, the big spoiler: Reed Richards. The one that every fanboy wanted, John Krasinski, yep. showing up as Reed Richards. And when he was doing his Reed Richards thing, really, really cool. Yeah. And then you see him do a little bit of stretchiness, and then he just gets fucking ripped apart, which is just awesome. Yeah, it he was shredded. Yeah, Wanda, like, literally using her reality powers to literally alter him out of reality, and it was awesome. Yeah. But that, so I want to talk about that for a minute, because going into this, we were talking about it, um, and, you know, it was it was almost like a, a foregone conclusion that Reed Richards was going to appear in this movie as soon as you knew the Illuminati was going to come up. Yep. But the question was, much like the Spider-Man movies, right, and the X-Men movies, were, was it going to be the fan service of John Krasinski, or were we going to get Lone Grufford, who played Mr. Fantastic in the original, or, right. God forbid, Miles fucking Teller? <laughs> yeah. you know, and no I, offense to Miles Teller, because he's a great actor, but that movie he, was just just, he just was terrible in that movie. I personally wanted it to be Lone Grufford, only because I didn't want to have to deal with the convoluted storytelling of having John Krasinski appear in this movie in an alternate universe and then also appear just suddenly in the 616 MCU proper universe. But I never thought that I never thought that they would kill him. So by killing him, you solve for that problem. Yeah, absolutely. Now you don't need to have some convoluted story about how that Reed Richards gets over to our universe because he's fucking dead. Right. So and they can tell a whole and new story. And it's not even the same Reed Richards. Right, right? exactly. Yeah. They can tell a whole new so story. So the question is, is like, so that's one of the things that I think was a little bit, if I had to say anything was disappointing, there is no clear 
there's no clear understanding of how this is going to dramatically change the MCU proper. That's it's, fine. It's gonna. That's how totally it's going fine. To change the six one six because it might universe. not. Because that's the right, thing. It, it might, might not. not. Because but, remember the. Because remember the. You know we we we've been talking for a while like which direction the this is gonna go in because you know we we know that they're gonna go a little bit more cosmic. We weren't really sure. And we, we, we were waiting for this movie to make that determination. And the fact that the movie the way the movie ended in the way that it did, where all the all the universes are still kind of intact, right? Yeah. And yep. the Illuminati fucking died. Yep. Um the I think that it's gonna go with what we talked about a few months ago when Loki came out. Kang is gonna be the big bad. Of course. Which which, you know, sort of which kinda cuts into multiverse a little bit, but is more time travel, a little bit of both, most likely. So this movie I think will it, it will definitely have impacts going forward. Um, but I don't think it I don't think it uh it impacted the universe as drastically as everybody expected to, which is totally fine because the one thing they did mention, which honestly surprised me, um, was they talked about the incursion and how one actually happened. So that happens at the obviously in the after credit scene. Um, before we get to that, and let's stay on Kang, because I think that they really did some excellent foreshadowing. Now, we all know that Kevin Feige is a mad genius. Like, he's just an absolute mad comic book genius. Um, and one of the things that was just kind of a throwaway line was Reed Richards talking about how he has children. And Franklin Richards is obviously Kang, right? So, so well, that was no, kind of, not in this, not in the MCU. Well, not you don't know. Well, well, you don't know if he is or if he isn't. Well, no. So here's the thing. So here's where it gets confusing. You know, right? Immortus, right? Which is a version of Kang. Bro, he's black. They can make Sue. They can make Sue Richards black. I'm just saying he literally can be whatever he wants to be. But if we're if we're but I don't think see I don't, see so here's where it gets confusing, right? Because they in so the multiverse of madness established what we see as more of the traditional multiverse, where every version of a character from the different universes ostensibly looks the same, right? So we saw different versions of Rachel, right? Seeing Professor Rex, yeah, there, it wasn't like the replicants right? in Loki, right? Exactly. Right. No, no, not not even that, right? It it was more the um, it was more about the uh, I'm I'm thinking more about uh, uh, Spider Man No Way Home, right? Where you have the different versions of Peter Parker that clearly look different, right? Okay. So the question then now becomes, which you know, which way are they going to go? Because honestly, you could you could go. You could really go either way, and it, it'll work both ways. Right. So I don't think that they're going to do. I don't think that they're going to play on the Franklin Richards uh, Kang Immortus angle because remember, also in the comics too, Franklin Richards at one point also becomes Galactus. Right. I don't think they're going to play on that angle um, in the in the uh, what do you call it in the in the MCU. I just I just don't think that's the way they're going to go. I think Kang is going to be his own thing. The Fantastic Four are going to show up, and like they might may or may not introduce Franklin Richards. I don't think we're going to see him be a version of Kang. It would, it would definitely be interesting. Um, I, I'm not sure. I just, I thought it was interesting that they had that throwaway I it, line. Yeah. I, I thought it was really cool, especially knowing that Kang is going to be the big baddie. And obviously in Loki, we saw both ways. Yeah. So we saw replicants of Loki that looked like right. Loki. Exactly. And then we saw replicants of Loki that absolutely did not look like Loki. Right. Right. So they did kind of go both ways in that movie, right? And I think that that would be 
really, really cool to see in future movies if they have, you know, sort of other characters. Um, the one well, thing that I will say is that it was a little bit of a letdown was that there was no Iron Man, which which when yeah. they murdered the entire Illuminati, it was then not a letdown. Right. Right. So like if they hadn't murdered them, if they were going to be around in a major part of the movie, I would have definitely wanted an Iron Man. But because they murked everyone, I'm very glad that there wasn't an Iron Man. Definitely. Yeah. And, and so then it becomes the question of, you know, right, which is. So getting back on Loki, right, and how this ties in, right, the the kind of prevailing theory when you think about Loki, the whole purpose of Loki was, you know, the timekeepers and the sacred timeline, right, and there was only one timeline. So right. in theory, the one timeline means that there is no multiverse because the way that the timekeepers were sort of doing things where they were eliminating things that would essentially cause a multiverse. And you find that out in the, at the, in the finale of Loki when you meet Kang right. and the timeline breaks. And that is essentially what creates the multiverse. So it's like, you know, because chronologically, Loki happens immediately after Endgame. So like Spider-Man and this movie can't happen without Loki first happening. So it makes right. sense chronologically. So the real question is at some point Loki is going to have – we know Loki's going to have a second season. It's going to have to come back, and at some point they're going to at, – at, the, at some point they're just going to need to explain exactly what happened, right? Because, you know, time is a flat circle, right? Rust Cole. So <laughs> even when he creates – even when he Brilliant. creates the multiverse, right, with or, or, or brings the multiverse back essentially because that's what the yep. whole plot of Loki was, um, time – goes all the way back, basically. So all of that stuff that had happened, that had not happened with the timekeepers, now has happened again, and the multiverse is, like, recreated. So it's a really interesting thing, and I, and I, I got to go back to the incursion thing. So have you have you read Jonathan Hickman's Run on Avengers? I have not, and I'm very interested to read it now because when Charlize the <laughs> Theron showed up um, at, in the after credit scene, yes. I had no idea. I didn't know who her character was. I'm like, what's going on? She's, she's almost very silent. Lock, like cutting a hole in right. the fucking reality. Well, to be fair, they don't tell. They don't even mention her name at all. And no. Doctor Strange has no, doesn't even recognize who the fuck she is. But right. if it's I, like, if I were a guessing man, I would guess that she's Clea. Clea, yeah, yeah. that's that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. That's that's because the character the, that she is. Because in the comic books, Clea is Doctor Strange's primary love interest. The the uh, 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 the oh my god, Ra Rachel McAdams' character's name was it Claire? Yeah. Claire? Is it I no? Think so. Clarissa, I don't know, whatever. I'm, I would literally just saw it. I'm already blanking. Yeah, but on. Rachel McAdams' character does not exist in the 616 comic book proper. Doctor Strange's primary love interest is a woman called Clea, who is also a sorcerer that he was like training. It's a whole thing. So again, they don't say who Charlize Theron is. Um, but my guess is uh, that Christine, she, obviously, Christine, Christine, thank you. Christine Palmer. My guess is that she's Clea, and I love yeah. the fact that they're that M, that the uh, the MCU has been doing this surprise big name cameo in the after credit scenes right this is the second time they've done it now the first yeah. time was with uh in eternals which sucked but you had harry styles and fucking uh uh Patton oswalt show yeah. up in the after credit scene and all of a sudden they're just these like big a-list names and then yeah. like bam then you have charlie sound like i'm so excited it's, it's so well, great and well they did that uh with the collector too as well with oh that's right with Benicio del Toro yeah Benicio yeah. del Toro yeah. like when he shows up in I guess it was Thor two probably right it was mm -hmm. the after credit scene in Thor two yep and he shows up as the collector and you're like oh my god Benicio del Toro showing up in an after credit scene like it was wild yeah it was really fucking cool yeah 
Um, so, so the Illuminati cameos were great. The other cool thing about the Illuminati cameos um, was that the uh, the robots you see in the trailer, obviously Ultron-looking robots, they actually eventually call them Ultron robots. Yes, they do. So, and again, that begs the question, right? You know, is it are they were they Tony Stark Ultron robots or were they Hank Pym Ultron robots? And was does, it somebody else? Was it maybe right. Reed Richards? Because they're inside the Baxter right. building. Does Ultron come back at some point? I always thought Ultron needed to come back as a villain. I, I didn't think he got enough screen time uh, in the uh, second Avengers movie, but that Definitely. was really dope. I would love to see Ultron come back as a villain, and I would love to see that, especially if they're going to go into space, um, there was, well, I forget the name of the story, but I think it was Brian Michael Bendis as well, where it was the, the, where Ultron is like... Oh, Age of Ultron. Yeah, Age Literally of, Age of yeah, Ultron. Age of, yeah, Age of Ultron, amazing, yeah. right? With Mighty Avengers yep. and everything in, in yeah. Age of Ultron. He had I sent thought. his consciousness into space. Yeah. yeah. If you uh, if you read, uh, if you go on Instagram, uh, Matt Reads Comics, uh, issue number nine, I talk about this comic book in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, go follow, like, share, and subscribe. Uh, but <laughs> getting back to the comic books, the, the incursion, Jonathan Hickman's run on Avengers. So uh, first of all, just disclaimer on Jonathan Hickman's run on Avengers. Jonathan Hickman is a great writer, but he loves his highbrow shit. And yeah. the his run on Avengers, he's essentially the the writer, uh, or one of the writers, that is credited with even creating the Illuminati, because the Illuminati are only a recent thing in the, in the comic books in the last, like, 20 10, years. Yeah, 10, yeah. 20 years. Yeah. Um, but uh, he crafted this whole storyline based around incursions and the Illuminati. And the Illuminati in the comic books was Reed Richards, Black Bolt, Professor X, Namor, uh... Uh, Doctor Iron Strange Man. and Iron Man, yeah. right? And the whole purpose was protection of the Infinity Stones. And then it eventually turns into this whole incursion thing where they, you know, really discover multiverse proper. And this is one thing I've always loved about Marvel is that, like, Marvel has always dabbled in multiverse storylines, but they've always been self-contained. There's been a little bit of crossover, you know, where, like, one major character kind of comes over and, you know, sticks or whatever, but it's never been like DC where they destroy the multiverse every five years, right? Um, But in Secret Wars, what eventually became Secret Wars and his run on Avengers, that was the first time that Marvel, like, addressed the multiverse proper and made it impact the real world and these things. They did it by way of a thing called incursions, and what incursions were was, as they explained it in Doctor Strange, two worlds, universes, literally colliding, and one, both universes get destroyed. Yeah. So in the comic books, the way that they try to stop the incursions, the Illuminati, is by actively destroying other planets to prevent them from colliding into Earth and, and destroying the entire universe. So it's this really like massively escalating story, which escalates into Secret Wars, which is a whole, you know, I, I won't get into the whole thing, so I can do a whole podcast just about that. Yeah. It's one of my favorite Avengers storylines, but my point is, I was just surprised that they mentioned it because Kang wasn't a big part of that, but I'm wondering now if the if this with, with Kang and Loki and the timeline and the concept of the multiverse and the fact that they've mentioned incursions and they've mentioned the Illuminati, I'm wondering if this is going to be the next big like if this is going to be the next Infinity Stones like if do this you, is the next story. Do you think that especially if they're going to go into a more space st- style story, are they going to do Annihilus? Like, will we see? Because, like, that was, like, a big storyline. Possibly in Fantastic Four. Yeah. Like, I could see it definitely in Fantastic Four. I could definitely see it in um, 
maybe hints of it in Thor Love and Thunder, especially because they're going out into No, I don't space. think so because Annihilus comes from the negative zone in the comics. So if I right. had to bet, I would say that they're going to do – my guess would be that the the first Fantastic Four movie that's been announced – we don't know when it's going to come out yet, but sometime in the next couple of years um, – that will somehow involve Reed Richards discovering the negative zone. Right. And I don't think they'll make Annihilus the bad guy in that movie, but they'll hint at his existence because of the negative zone and have him play a part somewhere, you know, because it's one of those things that's like, you know, as cool as it is in the comic books, I don't know if I want to see Annihilus on screen. <sighs> you know, I, I kind of feel the same way about, uh, I felt the same way about a lot of characters. Now, Annihilus, I think you could do a much better job than and make it a lot easier than somebody like Galactus, right? Like Galactus, because like Galactus is going to have to be in Fantastic Four, right? And I could definitely understand it, especially after Eternals, he's coming in because he needs yeah, to eat the planets, right? And and okay, so there is a um, uh, you know, there's there's obviously you know a living being inside the planet, and he needs to eat the planet so that the living being doesn't come out. Right. right? That's what I think they're going to do. I mean, uh, uh, to be perfectly honest, I think that is going to be the plot of the first Fantastic Four movie because we we saw a little it's going bit going to be Galactus. Yeah, and 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 tie into Eternals tie into more Eternals. so than other things were because you know because again Eternals sucked. It just it was not good. No. But one of the things that it gave us was this true concept of Celestials, which had only been teased up until that point, and they made it. Like, again, I was surprised. They actually made it comic accurate. They talked about how the Celestials, they lay the rag in the planet, and then when the Celestial is born, it destroys the planet. That was the whole plot of Eternals. Um, and in the comic books, that's one of the things Galactus does. He yeah. he destroys planets, but he's actually destroying the Celestial Egg. Yeah, he's like, the eater of worlds, but right. really he's eating the other Celestials. Balancing the cosmic scales, yeah. as he puts it or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So I think that would be a cool story. I mean, I mean, like, listen, as long as they don't make Galactus a fucking cloud, like, it can't be any worse <laughs> than anything we've seen Then Rise before. of Silver Surfer. Like, fuck, man. <laughs> right, and do they, then that's the, that also begs the question is, do they bring in a Silver Surfer if there is a Galactus, or do they... They bring in a herald of Galactus. Oh, like a maybe, Fire Lord? Yeah, maybe Fire Lord or somebody else that is a herald of Galactus. That would actually be cool to not just go the per the uh the Silver Surfer route yeah. because they already have done that. Right. You know? That would actually be kind of cool, actually, if they did like a somebody like a Fire Lord or somebody different. Yeah. You, yeah. That would be sweet. Or Terax or or somebody else. Terax would be cool. Yeah, Terax, Terax, would, Terax would, would be, be cool. Would be really dope if they did it. And yeah. it would it would be different than Obviously, the movie that they did previously. Oh, so bad. Uh, I am a little disappointed we didn't get Chris Evans as Human Torch. I was hoping that we would get... <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping we would get... Because they, they gave away so many things in the trailer um, in terms of, like, the Illuminati and, like, you know, they, they gave away a lot. I, I was a little bit disappointed that there wasn't a few more cameos. Right, a couple weeks back. And, and again, yeah. like, it didn't have to be anything. They didn't have to be involved in the storyline. But, you know, again, maybe just a, a quick cameo. Yeah, because um, the, the cameo that I was hoping for, because, again, we had talked about this a lot before, and we had, we had theorized that 
um, they were going to use the Multiverse of Madness, the movie, as a way to introduce mutants, which they kind of sort of did by having by way of having Professor X there. But he's the only one, and they don't even use the term mutant. Oh, they, which they which, never they never mentioned the X Men. They never which, mentioned which, by mutants. the way, which which by the way, uh, I was right that Wanda was going to be the bad guy in Multiverse of Madness. Just calling that. Right? Yeah, 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 you definitely called yeah. that. I I, I mean, um, from all the trailers, it looks like she's going to be right. a sidekick or a partner. Right. And instead, she is the big baddie. Yeah. And it was which, awesome. Awesome we'll, to have we'll, her as the bad guy. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, yeah. But the uh, what were we even talking about just like just before that? So the, X Men, right? And oh all the yeah, cameos, yeah. And, and the right? fact that they were going to you know do that, um, which I'm, I'm kind of glad that they did it because you know there there was the potential for this movie to just act as a filler movie yeah. by just throwing out new characters at you, right, by way of the multiverse, right? right. And, and and that still would have been cool, but it would have made it more of a filler movie. The fact that they didn't do that and really made it a story centered on Doctor Strange, Wanda, and America Chavez, that made it a much better movie, but you still got the fan service that you wanted. I, I have to admit, I, the America Chavez character was good. Um... I was a little bit disappointed when she's like, okay, like now discovering how to control her powers and she fights against Scarlet Witch. Now we've seen Scarlet Witch. She literally annihilates the Illuminati, right? And like in like minutes, right? And like, here's this person who doesn't even really know how to control her powers. And like, she had her captured. Why didn't she suck her powers out before Dr. Strange gets there? Like, that's like a part I didn't understand and I didn't really enjoy. I was like, well, she had her captive. She's on the fucking well, it's, the the what do you call it? The altar, and it's like it's you got like, you got to think about like the timing though. It's like you know the the when he was when he was getting his little zombie body or whatever together. Like you can easily just explain that away by the fact that it's like that was happening at the same time as you know other things were. So it it all kind of goes the same way. But I, I like how they did. Um, I, I like how they did America Chavez. They got like an actual young actress. Yeah, she was really good in the role. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest, I don't know much about her. Her from the comic books, so I don't know how comic accurate she was in terms yeah, of her same. powers. Um, but whatever, it doesn't matter because it worked in the movie and it was great. And I love that you got to see a couple different versions of Doctor Strange. Um, the 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 fucking the whole. Uh, the whole routine between Doctor Strange and Wong with just the 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 little bickering about who is the Sorcerer Supreme was so awesome. It was so great. Like I love Wong in this movie. I was like I, again, and I, like he's supposed to be the Sorcerer Supreme. He didn't seem that powerful. He was seemed a little underpowered. Well, they, they talk about it in Endgame. He got on, or they talk about it in uh, Spider Man. He got yeah, on, on a technicality. A technicality, yeah, right. because because he was dead for five years, <laughs> which I think is very very cool. Um, Obviously, bringing back Baron Mordo was really cool. Um, I, I thought that was, you know, that was, you know, a nice little, you know, kind of touch there and having him still have the kind of jealousy over Doctor Strange and everything like that. I think that was that was, you know, really, really like a, a cool part to having him as a part of the Illuminati. Um, and then it's going to be interesting to see because now Doctor Strange is sort of possessed or has a little bit of of remnants from the Darkhold, right? So he's got the third eye. He's got a little bit of the evil inside him. And we know from other universes that 
Doctor Strange is actually one of the biggest threats to the multiverse, right? So is this going to be something now where maybe they slowly make Doctor Strange into being a bad guy, you know, because no. he is still possessed by the, the Darkhold? But I'm, 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 I'm interested say to no. see where the incursions go, who's going to be all involved in that, and... Um, like I'm interested to see what is going to stick. Like I think that the the one of the uh, like main disappointments that I had with the movie is that there's really no clear is that it did feel a little bit like a filler movie. Like it, it like I thought there was going to be a lot more like lasting effects. And you I'm sure there are, but you don't know what they are yet. Right? You don't know where it's going to go. You don't know what the lasting effect is going to be. And it's not something that completely changed the MCU in this movie. It's just sort of like kind of creating a crack and it's just trickling in the change. No, see, I love it. See, I, I totally disagree. I love the way they did this movie. I love that it wasn't a filler movie because it it completed the story of I mean, like, let's be honest. This was a this was a movie primarily to complete the story of Wanda. Yeah. Like th this was what that movie was really made for. Um, you know, it was yes, it was called Doctor Strange, but like Wanda is the star of this movie because she oh, yeah. is the big bad. And and that is what was cool about it because that is what you see to your point, what you said they were gonna do with Doctor Strange, that's what they did with Wanda. Yeah. Like made her, you know, obviously we talked about WandaVision where she was like kinda bad but not really she was repentant about what she had did but because she used the dark hold um you know it, for, for she wanted to use it for a good reason but because it's the dark hold that's not how this works and it totally fucking possessed her and made her full-on evil and then of course in the end she obviously repents and destroys the entire temple where the dark hold was built so nobody could ever get a hold of it again you find out that what she her actions actually destroyed the dark hold across the entire multiverse, which was awesome. So I think that, so I think that's the big question though, is that like, you know, you see Dr. Strange, he gets that third eye at the end, like the evil version of himself that had the dark hold, but now that the dark hold has been destroyed, what does that third eye really mean? And that's the big question we're going to have to get answered. I don't think it's going to make him evil. I think it's just going to make him, um, like a little bit more powerful, but it's cool because since he's not the Sorcerer Supreme, he can use a little bit of dark magic. That's a yeah. big thing they talk about in the comic books. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. I'm, I'm excited to see where they go. And speaking of dark magic, when Clea, who we're assuming is Clea, opened that Clea. portal at mm -hmm. the end, tell me that that portal she opened, what you saw on the other side, did not look like Dormammu's world. It, it kind of did. I mean, it was, you know, it was very abstract and, and you couldn't definitively tell. It could have been, right. you know, a million things, but... It, very well could have been Dormammu's world. It would be sick. Right? And that would be very, very cool. One of the things that I really liked about the way that they did Scarlet Witch's character is that she was almost lying to herself. Oh, yeah. Like, when she goes and she talks to her two children at the end of the movie, and they're like, please don't hurt us. She's like, I would never hurt you. I would never hurt anyone. But then she has the realization, and this is after an entire movie of her literally murdering multiple different people. She's like, I would never hurt anyone. And then she like realizes, oh, wait. Yeah. Yeah, no, actually, I am the bad guy. That's what makes this and movie so good is you get that really human moment with her, and it's yeah. really awesome. Yeah, it was. It, you're absolutely right. This was much more of a Scarlet Witch storyline than it was a, a Doctor Strange storyline. Yeah, it was her, her story came to a 
more or less definitive end. Now again, you yep. they made it very clear that um, you know the big the big plot thing or big 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 plot point was that she used the dark hold to possess an alternate version of herself, which is why she ended up killing the Illuminati. It wasn't her because she couldn't travel through the multiverse herself. But they make a point of showing you that as soon as that the good Wanda in the other universe is no longer possessed, she jumps back to her universe where the Illuminati were. So, yeah. like, there are, there is at least, we know, that version of Wanda who's good and has her kids still there. So, yeah, there's a lot more, um, a lot of potential for her to come back in some way, shape, or form. But the Wanda as we know her um, from the very beginning of, you know, an Age of Ultron uh, seems to have been crushed under a giant fucking pile of rock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and like, you see as the rock is coming down, you see, like, a little mini explosion yep. yeah. in there. So it's it's pretty definitive that she's, yeah, yeah she's, she's dead. She's pretty dead. Yeah. Um, but it was great because, again, okay, so here's... Here's what I gotta say. Okay. For everybody that's always giving me a fucking hard time about this... Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. seasons one through four <laughs> are fucking canon because the dark hold that appears in season four with Ghost Rider operates the exact same fucking way that the book, the dark hold book does in this movie. So Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is canon. Fuck anybody that tells me differently. I will fight you to the day I die on that. But was Nicolas Cage Ghost Rider? No. <laughs> not canon. So, I don't know. Not canon. <laughs> so, man, so I'm not going to lie, dude. I, there was, again, but at, at this point in time, it was very clear that they were not going with, like, the hokey cameos. Yeah. You know, but there was definitely a part of me um, that wanted Nicholas Cage's Ghost Rider to yes. show up. Because, yes. and explain, because the way, because Ghost Rider was an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., and the last time you saw the Darkhold, well, it appeared in the Runaways TV show, but the last time you really saw the Darkhold, right, was um, Ghost Rider walking through one of the portals the Darkhold created um, with the book. And I think it would have been so awesome if Nicolas Cage showed up with another version of the Darkhold. Like, oh, yeah, I got this from another me, you know, like, but again, that was just not the yeah. tone of the movie at all. But it would have just been like such stupid fucking fan service. And I would have laughed. Would've yeah, I would have loved it. I, I would have loved again. I would have loved a couple of more cameos of the the other the the Marvel like extended you right, know like exactly. you know I would have loved like, like I said Chris Evans as Human Torch yeah. or I want Nicholas Cage as Ghost Rider I mean I would have even loved Wesley Snipes as Blade bro I, I wanted David know? Hasselhoff's Nick Fury oh David <laughs> Hasselhoff's Nick Fury would have been great that would have been amazing <laughs> oh man yeah I I think I you know there's there is more that they could have done but it wouldn't have been any more than just fan service exactly right yeah, it, it, it wouldn't have service. added to the story. It wouldn't have added to anything. It would have just literally been nothing more than fan service. And so I'm glad with what they did. And again, with the fact that they killed off the Illuminati so quickly that they weren't that big of a, a part of the story. Yep. Um, I think they did it right. I think they did it perfectly. No, totally. And, and I like how they didn't mention, you know, um, in that universe where the Illuminati existed, they didn't mention the Avengers at all. Like it, it kind of seemed like you know there maybe even wasn't an Avengers in that universe. It was more yeah, of the Illuminati. That was it. Like, it was you know, there was no Avengers. It was just the yeah, Illuminati. Yeah. It was pretty cool, right? Because some of the universes don't even have an Avengers, right? right? I, I I still can't get over the where Black Bolt blew up his own head. It like was that. really it was cool. So awesome yeah. because because that because he was the first one to die, yeah. and you weren't you just were not expecting it at yeah. all. Like. 
I and, and, and I thought maybe I was like, okay, Black Bull will be the only one they kill, and then there'll be like some fight, and they'll you know the rest of them will survive or whatever, and then they fucking killed everybody. I was like, wow, yeah. this is awesome. The only thing, the only fan service cameo that would have that they could have made work in the in the movie that I think would have been absolutely flawless would have changed a little bit of the finale, but they could have made it work was when. Patrick Stewart, Professor Xavier, was in the Mindscape with yep. um, uh, trying to get Wanda out, right? The only thing that would have made that better is if Jean Grey showed up in the Mindscape also to like lend her, tele- or, um, her telepathic support to him to make him stronger, to break the hold, and like that's how she got unpossessed. That would have been like a perfect cameo. But again, totally fine the way they did it, but like that would have been, I think... That would have made the movie for me. Yeah, that would have been cool. I definitely would have liked to see a Quicksilver cameo, too. I think that would have been cool. Yeah. Like, even though we already got it in WandaVision. Technically. Yeah, uh, technically. Which I liked the way they did it in WandaVision. I did, too, yeah. You know? And, and like, again, opens up the world for so many possibilities. But, again, it's it, nothing is definitive. Mm-hmm. So if you're thinking that you're going to go into this and it's going to change the MCU... Yes, the, it's it's definitely introducing new characters. Yes, it's definitely introducing new elements. Did it definitively, dramatically change the MCU on a current direction? You don't know what direction is going to go. Yeah, which I I really like. I am mm-hmm. I am again. I'm super happy with this movie. I think it was incredibly well done. And again, it was definitely more of a Scarlet Witch movie than it was a Doctor Strange movie, but. That's fine. It yeah, was that's fine. Incredibly well done, and and you know, and of course, you know, we got to make sure we re- mention that America Chavez is now in the uh, the six one six MCU because they actually call it that in the uh, in the movie. Of course, that's right. a little Easter egg. Um, but the it's important to note, you know, that America Chavez, she, I think she's going to be a big player in the coming movies, only because they make a point of telling you that. Um, she does not appear to have other versions of herself in the multiverse because she right. says she's the only one. And how does she know that? Because when you dream, you dream of other versions of yourself. She doesn't dream, period. So that was a cool little thing. They don't really expand upon it at all aside from those couple lines. But I think we're going to see a lot more of that in the future. The fact that she has this ability to travel through the multiverse. That's her power. Um, yeah. But she's the only one. So what makes her so special? That was a, a cool little thing. I'm excited to see more of that. Yeah, I agree. I uh, I agree. I think it's going to be... I, I think it's going to be very... It's going to be a complex storyline. I don't know what the next big crossover movie is going to be. Because like obviously there's no Avengers movie in sight. right? I don't think we're going to have a crossover movie for a little while. I think it's going to be a lot of these solo movies. But... Keep in mind, too, I think one of the things they've been doing is every movie is a bit of a crossover now, but it's more of like, as opposed to like, you know, the big crossover events, it's like a team up, you know? Yeah, it's team up. It's like Marvel team team up, you know? Yeah, which is great. And like, I'm totally fine. Hard traveling heroes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm totally fine with just two more years of team up movies like this. I I think it's been, the the way they've been doing it has been fantastic. Yeah. Um, Especially with the shows, too. Like, um, I'm super excited about it. And the, the last thing I want to say, I absolutely loved the at the very beginning when he goes to the wedding, uh, when he goes oh, to yeah. Christine's wedding, and it's like it's like a 
just a cheesy superhero moment. Like they're at the wedding and like the the version of Shumagorath, they can't call it Shumagorath because right. of, you know, licensing rights or whatever, is tearing up the city, chasing America Chavez. And he has a very just like superhero moment. Like he finishes his drink, tosses it aside and like puts on his cape and leaps over the, you know, like tur- turns into a secret identity. Run. Like, it was just such a badass like little moment. Yeah, it was really cool. And I love that fight. Like I, I thought it was really cool. Yeah. I thought it was like an interesting interesting way to kind of kick off the movie well the whole movie was great when the, the way they kicked it off because it's like so this is the thing like to go full circle back what we were talking about before like people that don't like this movie clearly have not watched the things that they need to watch right yeah. and, like, and like listen i'm sorry for better or worse if you're gonna watch a marvel movie nowadays chances are you need to have watched a lot yeah, of what has come before something it. because this least. movie yeah. throws you in Instantly, yeah, like instantly. There is yeah. no setup whatsoever. But again, for guys like us that are fans and have watched everything, fine. It, yeah. it worked. It's it's yeah. like it's like when you pick up a comic book. Like you know, you don't need a fucking origin story every time you pick up a comic book. Like the movies have legitimately turned into comics. Each yeah. movie, oh, yeah. each TV show is another story arc in the comic books, right? And like, in order for it to make sense, you need to watch what has come before it, right? Absolutely. So if you're gonna complain about these movies. Without seeing what's come before it, you're just an asshole. Yeah. Just don't watch these movies then. Yeah, like you definitely wouldn't have understood anything if you didn't see WandaVision. Right. You wouldn't have understood anything if you hadn't seen Avengers Endgame or any right. of those movies. Even What If. Even yeah. What If was a big part of this. What If you know? was like, huge. Yeah. There were so many tie-ins to What If yeah. in this. And like if you hadn't seen the What If shows, like you didn't need to. But like, I mean, Captain Carter right. and, and and a lot of different things. Even the Shumagorath, right? Right. Because they have the giant tentacle monster that's exactly you know and you and you want a hundred percent in order for this movie to make sense you want a hundred percent need to watch the first four seasons of Agents of Shield which are definitively canon <laughs> <laughs> still still up for debate so listen that is we're gonna do a whole episode about that and I will prove to you all that Agents, I think I, I might actually, have actually I have to go that. back and I watch think I might Agents have already Shield. done that I, I think I did one season of Agents of yeah. Shield but I have to go back and watch them all now well anyway listen yeah. um like I like I predicted we don't have enough time for Moon Knight because that's going to be a whole other yeah. episode. Moon Knight um, was interesting. Moon Knight definitely, was great. definitely. I suggest going to watch it. I, yes. I'm looking forward because I think again they're setting up a lot of characters, and some of them I feel like are going to be throwaway, right? Just like comic books, yep. where sometimes they give people their own run on a comic book. And it doesn't really do well, and then they get rid of it, right? And then you really don't see those characters again for a while. Moon Knight will not be one of those characters. No, I definitely think that we'll see Moon Knight again, um, and I definitely think that it'll be... It'll be cool because it'll be in like kind of like a crossover storyline, yep, and definitely, and, and he'll be one of those ones, almost like uh, almost like Spider Man was in Civil War, where it's like, oh, I know, I know where we can go and get someone, you know? Definitely, like, yeah. Um. So, uh, so, so again. That's that. Go watch Doctor Strange. And the see it in the theater. Definitely see it in oh, the yeah, theater. Oh, yeah, don't wait for this, this is, to come This yeah, is a gotta, big theater movie. Yeah. You want to see it in, like, we saw it in IMAX. Like, you want the sound, the, the theater experience, right? Yeah. Like, especially the big reveals and everything like that. Like, really, really cool. And, um, 
yeah, you you definitely need to go see this movie in the theaters. Um, it doesn't have it doesn't have as many uh, of the uh, you know theater moments that you uh, that we're getting used to in some of these movies, but that's okay. It's an absolutely incredible movie. Again, if you were if you were a fan of Wandavision, you have to see this movie because this definitively completes the story of the Scarlet Witch of Wanda Maximoff, and it does it in an absolutely incredible way. Um, and it also sets up a great future for Doctor Strange and some of those other characters and the potential of the multiverse. So go see that movie in theaters, 100%. We'll be back on our next episode to talk about Moon Knight and a bunch of other shit we got to talk about, too. Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to it all, uh, to be honest with you. Really looking forward to seeing where the universe goes from here um, because it it obviously is still kind of up in the air and I mean even Kevin Feige like I don't know when are they doing that retreat like is it already done or I didn't read about when it's actually going to happen but I'm, I'm sure sometime soon yeah I'm sure yeah. it's going to be sometime soon because they really need to they're going to be planning out the next 10 years of Marvel movies which is so incredibly exciting um, Unfortunately, the big question that everyone's asking, where are the X-Men? Are the X-Men going to be back? Are they going to be in the MCU? They will. They will, but we don't have an answer for that. Yeah, we, and don't, we really don't know when or how. Yeah, it doesn't seem like this was this is going to lead us into that, which yeah. it was cool to see Patrick Stewart. It was cool to do, have him do like the inside the mind thing. I thought I like I loved that, but yeah, no, no further understanding if if this is going to lead into uh, into the X Men. So go check out the rest of our shit on the Review Podcast Network. Listen to all of the other podcasts we have on there. Is of course Ready Set Review, Cannon Fodder, Talking Tacos, Political Partying, our new podcast, Zero Attention Span, and The Mix. Go like, listen, subscribe. Tell us what you think about this movie. Please, please. Please challenge me on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> and its canon in the MCU. Please challenge me. Uh, I want to fight this fight so fucking bad. Let's go. Bring it on. You know where to find me. I will fight you any day of the week. I am ready for this battle. The, and as always. The, the cannon fodder episode uh, that we're going to do on the MCU ruined is... my fucking bit. No, I know. I did ruin your bit. Because, because A, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is like... It is so borderline that, like, it's... I don't know. Man, we'll you haven't it. even watched it. You just said you haven't even watched it. Say the line. I'm turning it off. And as always... Stay tuned, true reviewers.